I think when we talk about technological innovations and, you know, how computers got better and better with time, I think that sort of is parallel with video games and um, how video games improved over time, you know, the graphical abilities, the hardware capabilities, how they got better over time and how we received better products in, in video games because of those hardware improvements. I think they sort of go go in parallel and it's an interesting observation. It's it's honestly it's almost as good as a study. You know, there 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 is subjects like computer history. Computer in you know, you you get to learn how and when the origins of computers started and how those technological in, enhancements got us to where we are today and I think that sort of is very close to how video games got developed and how their development cycles got improved over time and I think that's an interesting study and it should be something that should be taught in schools and colleges because I feel like there's a lot to learn from them Um, there's just so much amount of uh, you know so many glimpses of understanding of how developers overcame obstacles and limitations of a hardware initially and how they have so much more to work with now but they also have to process all of that in to create a final vision for this product um i mean why isn't that a thing why isn't that a thing why paintings are studied and video games are not you know I get it. I, I study paintings too and I think there's an incredible amount of value of information about the time and place in which paintings were created, about the history of the person, the author, uh, creating these imaginative spe- spectrums of uh, world and painting it on a canvas. I think that's brilliant. It's something that should be studied, um, especially when these paintings are you know, centuries old. I think that gives them even a more you know, um, more novel look to it. Um, But video games are incredibly complex on their own. They are even more, uh, more pieces of art. They're more complex. I think if, I think if we took the story, um, uh, storylines and the, the music and the movies and all of that all of the other pieces of art into consideration and put them in one box I think that would be video games because it's a combination of all of that there's just so much amount of creative genius that is required to make something that someone would consider to be a good game you know and I speak this from experience because I have made two games in the past I'm working on a third one and uh I know from personal experience how hard it is. I, and my games are very simple. They're, they're, you know, they're very simple. But I know since I've made those games from scratch is that it takes so much amount of effort to make even the simplest of games. Um, and, and that, I think, that is one of those things that you would want to learn. I want to know how developers in the past made video games because back then they had nothing in in right now if you're a coder you know you can there's some error in your coding language there's something going wrong you can search on your computer uh, just google it and you will get the answer you can just go to stack overflow or something along those lines and somebody has already mentioned that complaint a thousand times over 
But what what about back in 1990 or 1995 or even 2001 when there was new hardware coming up? They were practically inventing new coding language, languages back then, new engines, new software. Everything was having such a um, frequent update cycle that nobody could keep up with the technological innovation at the time. And it is still going. It's not like it, it right now. It has reached the reached the moment where it's a little bit more optimized. Like you can do a lot of things with one a specific programming language. Say, for example, Python. You can make games with Python. You can create AI problems with Python. You can create a, websites with. You can. I, I'm pretty sure you you cannot. I'm not sure. Maybe you can. I'm not. I don't know. I I just know that you can create AI problems with. Uh, you can create AI with Python. I think you can create websites with Python. I think YouTube was made in Python, yeah. Uh, YouTube was made in Python. Um, so yeah, Python is an incredibly complex um, language. And I think um, the same thing goes for a lot of programming languages today. But that didn't ex- exist back then. Because now that at that point in time, they weren't that optimized. The... the the ID softwares weren't that optimized. And um, to see how they have innovated over the years is something that should just genuinely be studied. Like I said, it's it's in parallel with how computers um, came about. I think studying how video games evolved is similar to how computers evolved. Because as and when computers got better video games got better too in terms of graphical capabilities and all of that i'm not saying they were better in terms of gameplay or whatever that that just depends on that's a subjective outlook but yeah i think i think that's something that i do a lot i just don't play video games i want to understand the minds behind them i want to know the engine they used i want to know the 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 coding language, the libraries that they imported. I, I want to know. I want to learn all of that. I want to know what inspired this this creation. I, I want to know their vision. I want to know their design philosophies. I want to know how they came about making decisions about the pacing of a game. You know, in, it's an interesting example. Back in two thousand and one, Metal Gear Solid Two had just arrived. I remember there was a tech demo for it. Um. Not not that I remember, as in I was <laughs> I was very very young back then, but yeah. Uh, later on, when I studied about it, it's like okay, Metal Gear Solid when it came out, there was a tech demo, and uh, the game at that point of time was branded as the next gen experience because the PlayStation Two had just come up. Uh, so the PlayStation One had Metal Gear Solid One, and the PlayStation Two had Metal Gear Solid Two in two thousand and one. So there was this big branding that this was going to be a next generation experience. And how would they live up to that? There was great rain technology in there. They they managed to um, increase the graphical capabilities to such a level. And then the AI was so good. Uh, the physics of the game was so good. How intractable and destructible the environment was was so good. And not to mention the little details that that have aged so well, man. Like, seriously, this game hasn't aged a bit at all. It still stands the test of time. It's still so good, despite the fact that it was released in 2001. 
But at that point in time, you have to realize that PlayStation 2 is not a very powerful console at all. At all. It's not a very powerful console at all. You're, you're, right now, the phone that you have is more powerful. Is maybe multiple times more powerful. Yeah, 100%. Multiple times more powerful than your PlayStation 2 and your PS1 combined. <laughs> definitely, definitely more powerful than that. It's, I read somewhere that the PlayStation 2 was just more more or less powerful than a modern calculator. I don't know if that is true. I'll have to check that. But if that's the case, it's interesting to see that a game like that existed there. And not just that game, multiple other games existed on the PlayStation 2 that were absolutely amazing and absolutely a joy to play and behold. And it begs the question that how did you do that how did the developers do that surely they did it because we got to play it and surely that product exists but we don't real really realize that there might be so many problems on the back end so many obstacles with the coding with the ai with the there's design philosophies and everything it's it's not easy it's not easy making a game is not easy and this is me speaking from experience Making video games in 2020 when it when it is arguably so much more easier. Not even arguably. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm very getting very confused. When it's definitely it's definitely 1,000% clear as day. It's so much more easier to make video games now. And even right now, as I'm working on my third game, I can tell it's so hard to make video games. The coding, the designing, and everything. Of course, I'm making them alone um, as an indie developer, so it's 10 times more harder. Um, compared to when you're working with a team but still back then you have to realize back then there was no optimization there was no they used to make their own custom engines for video games but none of these engines were perfect not in the, not in the terminologies that they are as of today when they're so optimized and they can give you thousands and thousands of calculations and debug problems quicker and that at that point in time, man, the guy the guy testing the program had to go through a lot of pain. A lot of pain. Right now the computer works for you. Computers have evolved as well. So that's what I'm talking about. Also I think this this whole subject the history of video games existing as a subject um, to be taught in schools and colleges. A lot of people will ask, well, what's the benefit of that? Well, first of all, tell me what's the benefit of learning the Pythagoras theorem. And since we're on that topic, I will tell you what's the benefit of that. First of all, I already mentioned that it will tell you about the the evolution of of computers and hardware, which I think is in an interesting study or in an in a, in on of its own. But video games will help you imagine, and great video games can give you even more perspective. So I think you learning about how developers back in the day overcame 
hardware limitations and obstacles um, and use them in meaningful creative ways it will lead to an imaginative mindset which will only help you in your problem solving skills later down the line which i think is a benefit for everyone in any profession because problem solving is such a such an important skill it's it's like a it's like a it's like a default it's like a default skin that you, that will blend in with any profession that you join so i think video games should be the history of video games like i said in parallel with the technological innovations of computers throughout the years should be taught in schools and colleges like there are so many great examples man so many great examples i can give you this silent hill 1 you see the fog in the game no that was not intended that was added in that was actually kept in the game because uh the draw distances the draw distances was too weird they 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 couldn't figure something out so they kept the fog in and and it surprisingly it added to the atmosphere in the game and became a signature it's a miracle that that game even exists by the way there's just so much stuff you can read about that is so interesting and of course how the um how the fmvs were created for silent hill what i'm talking about how the fmvs were created it's such an interesting story to learn and talk to so no man i i feel like this thing should be studied this thing should be understood and uh, it should be passed on man i don't i don't feel like there there's just so many stories in the world of video game development that we have never even heard of like from developers and programmers and testers and designers and you know even marketing guys i feel like you know so many stories not just from the development team even the marketing and the social um the guys who promoted the game basically there's just so much amount of information that we we don't know about we we only hear from a couple of guys from the studio like a hideo kojima makes a game we hear from hideo kojima we hear from the director of the game we hear from the main programmer of the game we don't hear from everybody i think i think there's just so much gold mine of information that could be could be researched up researched upon one of the things that i want to do is that later down the line of my podcast hopefully god willing if it reaches to a great height i would love to get in touch with some of these programmers man and just talk to them about their experiences about where they faced difficulties and how they overcame it and that would that would inspire a lot of individuals as well who are aspiring video game developers and just aspiring coders because i think coding and all of that is going to be such a integral part part of the future that i think it's just an interesting study to just study the people who have done it before and who have done it in worse conditions than you have So yeah man I think I think this topic should be should have a place of discussion in your normal syllabus normal college syllabus your school syllabus whatever I think I think it should be there